Hello and welcome to The Gray Area, where I give interviews with developers, talk about gaming news and reviews, and focus on the interrelationships between gamers. My name is Genesee Gray and this is the 62nd episode in a weekly series called Meet R2C2. <laughs> Here with me is my sometime co-host and co-host of GeekBits, Dave Witt. Hello. And as per usual, Dave, I have your uh, your little intro here, so let's see. He's had fantasies about Edie and the Queen of Blades. <laughs> Random, but fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I, I couldn't actually hear it, but... Apparently I'll, he had uh... fantasies about Edie and the Queen of Blades. <laughs> That's what Rabbit says. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Welcome back, man. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Very nice. Yeah, I... Uh... Things have uh, kind of slowed down at work, as I was uh, explaining to you. I'm actually actively looking for other work, so, yeah. Uh, I kind of wish you the best on that, I have to say. Most people should not live working, like, 70 hours a week or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's normal people don't. Craziness. Yep. All right. Last week's episode was a discussion with Stephanie Harvey, her gaming, the World Cup eSports win, and game design. Please visit www.genesee.com to add to the forum discussion on that topic and to tell me your story. Today is Monday, April 29th, and we are going to discuss some gaming news, talk about Good War Guild Wars 2 very briefly, Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Diablo 3 beta test, and hopefully some news about C2E2. I know I'm a little behind on the times, but I've heard your stories are very fun. So we yeah. Yeah. There was, there was, uh, it was a heck of a lot of fun up there. Yeah. Nice. All right, let's start with news of the week. Um, Tinzian is playing World of Warcraft The Mists of Pandera beta, and so hopefully I'll get a chance to play that, but I don't know if you're, are you still into the WoW scene? <laughs> um, I actually have it, um, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I don't, I haven't, pl I, I played the beta for, well, I should say I played it, I started playing it the weekend it came out, and it was just okay. so saturated with people trying to do quests and stuff, I was just uh, like, eh. They say I it's just, really buggy. Yeah, it is buggy. And and it's just there's just way 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 too many people on it at one time, so okay. the quests were impossible to like. You were you were having to click on this thing, and you couldn't click on it because there were eighty million pandas standing around <laughs> it. And it's like, come on, too many pandas. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, well, so. at some point, I'm looking forward to playing that, and it may lure me back into the World of Warcraft scene that I have uh, eluded for the last whatever six months. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also news that we should be aware of is the 28th of April, which is next Saturday, the Hold the Line, if you know what that is, the Mass Effect 3, it's retake the Mass Effect 3 ending. Uh, Hold the Line is having a demonstration where it's called Turn Off, Turn On Bioware. It's really interesting. Um, and what they're saying, I'm going to read it in their words so I don't mess it up, but the basic premise is uh, that Origin keeps records of who is using the single player game and the purpose of this campaign is to bring people back to the single player to make EA and Bioware aware of the numbers who are 
going to be affected by the possible um, the ending if you want to call it a DLC, if you want to call it expansion, but the new revised ending and give them a reason to make it good, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So what this is, is, and I'm going to read their words. We propose giving EA and Bioware immediate feedback on the importance of the ending DLC so they can allocate sufficient resources to make a quality product. And to that end, they propose the following campaign. Turn on your single player game during a predefined period, which will be Saturday all day long. To show EA and Bioware the number of passionate fans who love the series and who will continue to buy their products if the DLC provides a satisfactory ending. And then Sunday, you turn off your game and refuse to play for that predefined period of time to give them an idea of their potential loss of support that they might suffer if it's not satisfying. So what you do is you turn it on Saturday, you play the single player at any point, um, and then you can tweet them with the hashtag turn me and me is capital for Mass Effect turn me on to let them know that you're supporting this and then Sunday you don't play at all even the multiplayer single player or multiplayer and you can tweet them again with turn me off so that that way uh, you can give them I guess a more accurate idea of the numbers that the, the massive horde who will de- be displeased if they do not do their very best do you do you honestly think that's going to work <laughs> I don't know, but I, I like the fact that people are really passionate about about this and are doing something to actively show it. I don't yeah. know if there'll be enough supporters. I think right now it's about 500 people who are going to do it. Who knows if it'll end up being thousands. I think it would have to be a pretty significant number for people to be to be effective for EA yeah. to notice. Yeah, yeah, because I know a lot of people that don't even have Facebook or Twitter um, uh, that okay. play games and stuff like that. So, I mean, using that is as a way to base anybody's reaction on anything is not a good idea. I mean, your, your numbers are going to be way skewed because of Twitter. You feel yeah. it should be like a more mass platform. It should, it, yeah, it should be Hell, I think they'd have better luck with a phone number. Dial this, <laughs> dial this number. If you like it, dial this number. If you don't like it, you know, okay, it's, it, I, that's, I don't understand. I really don't understand how they, how they think that's going to work, but there more power to them, forums. I guess. There are plenty of forums you can post on. If you prefer that method, you can post on the Bioware forums, EA forums. I know there's plenty of places. You should really go to the um, Retake Mass Effect site if if you're not a Twitter user, and I'm sure there's plenty of ways you can express yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, and for those people who play um, Xbox 360, you can play the demo and do it that way if you don't have access to, you know, if you if you want them to know and you don't use Origin, you can find a way to use Origin. Even if it's a demo, it will still count, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. I have an interesting article I'd like to share with you. Sure. I want to see what you think. <laughs> um, Sony is patenting... Uh, oh, have you yes, seen this? I saw that today. <laughs> I didn't read through the whole thing, but I, I saw it. Apparently... People that play MMOs cannot figure out that they should move from the land of the computer MMO into meeting people, and uh, <laughs> and Sony doesn't feel we have the capability to do that without an instruction manual. So they are now patenting what they call encouraging MMO players to meet MMO players to meet in real life. So they are trying to encourage uh, making new friends in the real world for those people who play MMOs. And their method is called coordinating real world gatherings to promote online community. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, that was filed in uh, 2010 and approved. And it, yeah, it, they're saying that the lack of real world connection makes it hard to form meaningful friendships. And so this is their handy device that will promote familiarity. Um, I'm I interested to see what they say, like what their what their methods are to meet in real life other than you know, hey, let's arrange a place to meet and, like, actually show up. I mean, how complicated is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, we uh, There was a couple guys at work that were actually talking about that. Well, one of the guys that sits across from me, he's uh, one of our uh, site monitors and stuff. He's huge, huge into MMO, um, mainly World of Warcraft and stuff like that. But um, he, him and one of the other guys were talking about... Uh, talking about people meeting online and and he's like oh i got a couple buddies that i play wow that we're friends with that i play wow with and i said well are they really your buddies or are they just some i said have you met these people he's like he's like no he goes i should and yeah. i'm like yeah i said i mean, was like i mean withhold with me dan opie and matt i mean and tim i had talked to those guys for years on online you know and i'm like tennessee they're like what seven hours away that's I'm not like, too bad. No, I'm like, well, I'll go down there and harass them, you know? So I did. And yeah, you're pretty it was good awesome. about that. You travel quite a bit to meet people, which is Yeah, cool. I, the way I look at it, I don't have kids. I've got a huge dog, horse of a dog. <laughs> but, I mean, I can get somebody to come watch her and stuff like that. And, I mean, if if I talk to people online and stuff like that, I, I mean, it's what's a couple hours to go meet somebody, you know? I mean, I'll do it. I don't have how hell I drive two and a half hours to go eat, you know. <laughs> I what the hell's what the hell's going what the hell's going seven or eight hours to to go meet somebody, you know. You drive two hours to get a really big burger and then take all I the do. pictures on Facebook. Yep. Yep. That or crab legs or hell whatever, you know. I don't have a problem driving. If it's something I've seen on Man vs. Food, I'm probably gonna go do it. Well, hey, you're passionate. It's okay. Yeah. I, w- I don't know if it's passionate or just batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good hamburger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of comments about this patent. Uh, most of them say things like, can you replace meat with the word stock? And uh, a lot of stuff saying <laughs> that, that uh, sometimes meeting people in real life is not exactly the person you would expect when you run into them and stuff like that. But yeah. most people find this like ludicrous. Like me. I'm completely nuts. You're exactly people, what I expected. Pe- pe- oh, whatever. You totally people. were. Exactly people. what I expected. <laughs> then you expected somebody nuts? <laughs> no, you're not nuts. You give nice hugs. <laughs> I was oh, like, I'm wow, crazy. he's a giant. Don't listen to her, folks. I'm crazy. You're not crazy. Ask you're my nice. friends at work. They'll tell you. Well, you're crazy for working that much. That much I'll give you. <laughs> She's like, yes, they're, they're, you're correct there. <laughs> you have very, di- like... <laughs> laser thin areas of nuts. That yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. With that, let's take a few minutes to hear from our long absent friend, Skaggy the Poet, whose last poem I've been holding on to for a while. I'm looking for just the, the right place to put it. It's a little depressing, uh, but I think very beautiful. Hopefully you'll enjoy it and we can get back to our silliness. So here is Skaggy the Poet. Messy mind, 
It's hard to find the time to clear it He's the boy with the broken brain Not insane but never happy Sharpen up those fangs Not insane but never happy Hello there and welcome to Get the Girl, Kill the Baddies and Save the Entire Planet Episode 12 Gaming Poetry Happy as always to be on the Grey Area Podcast Hosted by me the man of a thousand voices, all of them the same, Skaggy the Poet. This week, a change of pace. A, shall we say, perhaps, not a dirge, a more depressing poem. Um, it's how I imagine a lot of heroes might end up once the dice stop rolling. Hands once calloused from the sword and shield, now nothing more than a tankard wield, and a mouth that once chanted spells, now only to order more ale yells, and because he sold his charger for horsemeat, he now makes an instool his favourite seat, while the golden riches once amassed have long since into history passed along with his nubile slave-girl bride, who left him when something inside him died. And he's always drinking to forget memories of his worst regrets, like the oath he swore to avenge his brother, still unfulfilled, but that causes him no bother. And now his brother's spirit can only be kept at bay by the bar's spirits he drinks all day. And each night into the tavern corner he creeps, hoping death will take him while he sleeps. So, a bit of a change of pace there. Just fancied writing something a bit more downbeat and depressing. Um, hope it didn't make you want to shove your face into your bowl of cornflakes and hold it there. Okay, um, probably something more happy next time. Perhaps something about the day my dog died. Anyway, I've been Skaggy Poet, and that's how you can follow me on Twitter. All one word, Skaggy Poet. Got any comments? Drop them via the Grey Area Podcast email to Jen. Anyway, um, until next week, toodle pip. Hey, thank you to Skaggy for that inspiring and hopefully um, not prophetic poem about heroes from the past. And now let's get back to Dave and find out some more news of the week. All right. Well, what is your news of the week? And, um, and say something more than working. You've got to do something. Actually, actually, um, last weekend, I went to C2E2 mm-hmm. and uh, Bev's cousin's daughter, Ashley, who's been staying with us on and off, um, actually got to go up Saturday and oh, she got to she got to witness the uh insanity that is uh, C2E2 and <laughs> the awesomeness and then uh this past weekend she was up here again and we hung out and then I played the Diablo 3 beta ah. and then this week I work until Wednesday and then I'm heading to Tennessee until next Monday so 
Yeah, I'm nice. actually uh, I'm actually pulling myself away from uh, from work a little bit more lately. So good. Well, for those who don't know, C2E2 is the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. It's a fan convention, basically dedicated to comics, pop culture, uh, graphic novels, anime, pretty much like every, anything you could want, like geeky wise. Uh, basically founded in 2010 in April, uh, McCormick Place in Chicago, I think. That is correct. Yes. Yes, I I would love to go. It sounds so much fun. Tell me all about it. Okay. Um, last year, um, was I had actually heard it about it the year before. Um, this is the third year for it. And uh, last year I heard about it. I was like, oh, okay, I'll go check it out. Mainly um, because Zenoscope was going to be there. Oh, and, yeah. and I'm like, okay, they're going to be there. I'm going. So I went, and it was awesome. I, I drove, it's, it's in Chicago, so I got up early every morning and drove up Chicago. And you commuted? Came. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. And, uh, so we did that both days. I didn't go up on Sunday, um, last year. This year, we went up on Friday and spent all day. And then this year, we had Lance, uh, Fensterman on. He's the marketing manager for, uh, Repop. And, uh. Tell what's that? It's the company that puts on, uh, puts on PAX, PAX East, ah, okay. um, all the different Comic Cons and stuff like that. And, uh, not, not San Diego Comic Con, um, but like, uh, the New York Comic Con and C2E2. And, uh, so I was chatting with him back and forth and we had him on the podcast and he, uh, he messaged me and he told me, he goes, uh, or we emailed back and forth. He goes, here's my cell phone number. He goes, use it. He goes, text me when you get up there. I'm like, okay. So uh, I ordered my tickets, which is the same tickets I ordered last year. Mm-hmm. And we get up there and we get in line. And I'm standing there and uh, the, the lady goes, okay, you can go get in line. So we get in line and this lady walks by and she goes, oh, no, you need to be in that line. And I'm like, okay. So me and my buddy Dan that was with me walked over there and he's like, we're standing there and there's this girl sitting on the floor. She goes, I cannot believe we have to sit here until one. And oh. I'm like whoa what and she goes yes this is for the one o'clock she goes you have to have a pro pass to get in 10 i'm like whoa time out <laughs> so i messaged i messaged i messaged lance i'm like hey bro i think i screwed up i uh ordered the ticket for uh c2e2 and i guess there's two different ones this year and one's for 10 o'clock and one's for 11 uh, one's for one he goes go to registration ask for and he told me the gal's name he says ask for her he goes, tell her that you got the wrong passes and, and uh, tell her I sent you over there to get the correct passes. So we went over there and she gave us the correct passes. Nice. And, uh, and, uh, we walked back in line and got in line and then we got in early. We actually got in early, um, because he actually told them to let us in. So <laughs> look at you. You're all like, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. red carpet. I know. Yeah, so, so we, <laughs> so we got in there and, and the, uh, the uh i wanted to get the uh exclusive last year they had two uh um two exclusive figures that i wanted to get and this year i was looking all over the place i couldn't find any exclusives for c2e2 except for one and they weren't supposed to be for sale on set uh, except for on saturday so i walked yeah. up to the booth and i said uh said would it be possible for me to get one of these today the guy's like uh hold on and uh he goes he wants to know if he can get one of those uh, exclusives today, and they're like, uh, "See if there's any in the back." And uh, so there was. It was they only had a hundred of them, mm-hmm. and uh, they had all of them sitting on a shelf. And he went in the back, and there were two that wouldn't fit on the shelf. 
and he goes <laughs> he goes yeah he goes give him that one so they gave nice. me one of them and i got that and then i got my uh xenoscope exclusives and uh then we went walking around me and my buddy dan went walking around and uh then was checking out a lot of stuff and then the floor opened for the 10 o'clock group and uh it was it's you really you really need to go um on friday um because mainly it's professionals um you don't have a lot of people uh there because people don't want to take off work yeah Ah. exactly there's not many kids there so you get to go back and you get to see all your artists and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and uh so we were back there and went through the whole area and then we went back to the art artist row where they have two big huge it's like probably half of the layout is just artists nice. that do all the artists from the comics and all the stuff and uh so when we got there we're uh um, we oh so we get we get back there and and we're walking around looking at all the artists and stuff and i went back and uh met up with a couple of the artists that i was interested in hitting up Mm -hmm. that i talked to last year and uh so we went to um david peterson's uh who does uh mouse guard he does the artist uh, he's the artist he actually does everything he does the artwork the story the 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 um wow the the coloring he does the whole nine yards okay and um then we went to uh did you see raven gregory was he there no no uh they don't uh they they're all out in like arizona and stuff Ah. like that they'll they'll hit up the comic cons out there and stuff like that they don't they don't actually come up here but uh so at the xenoscope booth we went uh Went walking up there, and it was me and my, again, me and my buddy Dan. He was with me Friday. We were up there. Is it and, Dan Hooper from your no, podcast? No, uh, no, no, Dan Slack. Dan Hooper couldn't make it. <clears throat> and uh, so we walk up there, and there's a guy uh, that's working behind the table. And he goes, hey, how you doing? And I said, oh, not too bad. We're looking at just wanting to get your exclusives. And he goes, hey, my name's Steve. He goes, what's your name? I said, David Witt. And he goes, and I kid you not, the dude goes, David Witt from Champagne." <laughs> Everybody knows you live in Illinois. What is up with that? I like, I'm looking on my badge. I'm looking at, and and my friend Dan looks at me and he's looking at me with like this look of disbelief (laughs) on his face. He's like, and and I'm looking at my badge going, does this thing say champagne? There's no name or nothing on it. And I'm like, yeah. I said, I'm from Champagne. He goes, yeah. He goes, uh, he goes, I've talked to you on emails and stuff, uh, back and forth when you had, uh, Raven and stuff on. And I'm like, oh, I said, okay. So, yeah, I talked to him for, for quite a bit and, and, uh, talked to him about, uh, getting more of their guys on our podcast and stuff and, nice. and stuff like that. So that was really cool. I, I, the, I, I could not believe that he remembered who I was. I was just like in shock, <laughs> but, um, but we walked around. I mean, it was pretty good. We went to, uh, the panel. I went to the, uh, Nerdist panel. Um, that, uh, Chris Hardwick, um, yeah, was in there and, uh, Allison Hayslip was there and a couple other people. And, um, I didn't really do too many panels this year. I wanted to go to the, uh, walking dead panel. Um, but since Ashley went up there with us on Saturday, I, I told her since we, we spent me and Dan spent up the entire day up there and you can see the entire show on Friday. 
minus okay. any of the panels that you want to see. The, the, the show floor you can go through. I mean, you can see, literally see everything in there in a day with no problem. That's nice. Um, so the panels and stuff that were going on, they're the ones, and they have different celebrities and stuff like that, like, uh, uh, Val Kilmer, uh, John Cusack, uh, Sean Astin. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, exactly. Um, Sean Astin from, uh, Lord of the Rings Goonies was there. Um, there was, there was some, and some of these guys, I'm just like, they're like, oh, there's so and so. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know who that is. And Bev's like, oh, that's so and so from One Tree Hill. I'm like, uh, don't, okay. I got nothing. So, <laughs> so yeah, so it's, it's, it's a really, really good show. It's, it, I like it because it's small. It's not, hu- it's not absolutely huge. Uh, Saturday, like I said, Saturday gets really crazy because a lot of people get there. Um, but, uh, but Would Friday. Would you say that it just pretty much caters to like the comic book crowd or is it, is it more, more stuff? Because they're supposed to have movies and TV. And I know you've mentioned some of the people that were giving the panels all seem like they are, you know, from different shows on TV. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of comic book panels and stuff up there too. Um, but yes, it does mainly cater to, to, uh, comics. Um, is just, it big into cosplay? Do you see a lot of cosplay there? Amazingly enough, this year, no. Really? Uh, uh, last year I saw quite a few. I got some pictures and stuff, but this year, not a lot. Um, there's another one in Chicago. It's actually in Rosemont, which is a suburb of Chicago. It's called Wizards World and it's, um, uh, it's like, it's, they call it Chicago Comic Con and it's in August and it's, it's more along the lines of movies and celebrities and stuff like that. And I haven't been to that one. I, I'm, I am going this year and me and Ashley and one of her friends are, I'm going to take her up there to that and, uh, and see that. But that's that I, I think from what I gather from talking to people, it's more along the lines of Dragon Con. Okay. Than it's Comic Con, even though it says it's Comic Con, it's it's more along the lines of entertainment than 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 comic stuff. So, but we'll find out. Um, I've talked to a couple people that went and seen it, and and they said it's really good. So nice. Okay. Well, you get around to more conventions than I do, so he'll be my convention on-site expert. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, next year you should uh, you should you and Seth should try to come up here and go to it at least for a day. Yeah. Well, if you can get there in a day, that makes me feel a little better because I think most of the expenses of this sort of thing is really the overnight hotel. Yeah. So but you can we avoid that house. nice. We have a house here that you could you could stay at and we could drive up. Cool. So. All right. Let's move on to the uh, Diablo 3 beta. Unless you have any nightlife from the do you do you want to share wild no. parties with Ashley? Probably not so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Did you get a chance? Uh, most people know that over the weekend. You had a chance to play the Diablo 3 beta, which a lot of people have been playing for months now, the the privileged few. Yeah. Um, but I finally had a chance to play, and, and I was very frustrated because, um, like I said, it's been you know over six months since I've played WoW. And so my Battle.net authenticator, which I usually keep right on my desk, was not there, and it turned out that uh, I guess Tinsian had taken it when I took my account off and he just borrowed it to turn it off or something. Uh-huh. And, and so I was like trying to get in and I can't, the battle net thing kept asking me for my authenticator. I'm like, no, it's only two days. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't have time to have them, you know, call the billing department and get that reset. Get it straightened out. Yeah. yeah. But I got to borrow his and I did get through the whole thing. I think, what was it? Level 18, 13, 13. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed it. I played the yeah. first one. What were your thoughts about it? 
I love it. Um, I'm a huge Diablo fan okay. and have been since back in the day. And this is one game that I've really, really been waiting for. And I was really wanting to get a beta key mm-hmm. for it. And, uh, I didn't. And then one of my friends told me it was free beta weekend. I'm like, done. <laughs> so I downloaded it and I p- literally played it all weekend. Did you I mean, play I did, it over and over or did you? Yes. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Different characters. Um, and d- grouped up different times. We, you, they allow you four, you're limited to four characters per group. So four of your friends can get on and play at the same time. And it's, it's, it's just so amazing. The, the, there was a problem Friday. A couple of guys at work were playing it at work and, uh, they, uh, they were having problems because of the fact that it was, they were just rolling it out and everything else. Um, they were having problems to get, getting on. But, uh, Friday night when I got home, everything worked fine. Uh, Saturday morning it was broke. They had it down for a little bit. <laughs> then know, it came back so up. Bad. Yeah. And then it, it <laughs> then it came back up. <laughs> and, uh, I played, uh, played all through Friday evening or uh, Saturday evening and then, uh, all day yesterday until I took Ashley home last night and then, and then, uh, cool. we, uh, I got home and played a little bit again last night and I left it on, um, to see how long, see, I didn't actually log out, see if it kicked me out mm. and it stayed on all night. And I got up this morning and, uh, it was still on and I'm like, ah, and then I went to work and I came back and it was kicked off and it said, sorry, beta's over. Okay. Now I believe there was four classes. What was your favorite one? Um, there were actually five. Okay. Um, the barbarian. I loved playing the witch doctor. Um, <laughs> it was a neat animate yeah, for the uh, yeah. character. Yeah, uh, just the different stuff you could do and everything else was. It's it's not a it's not a character class that I've played in WoW or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I actually played it and I got it up to thirteen, and then I got a barbarian, a wizard. Um, I like the demon, and then hunter. a demon That's hunter. Yeah, one. I got those up to about eight each and uh and then the thing expired so i was enjoying the game it reminded me you know of a a more advanced version of diablo one i never played two um but i have to say i'm hoping that when the actual game comes out there'll be more customization options yeah you really didn't have any you kind of just had to choose what they yeah and that's i mean that's that's i expected that for the beta just due to the fact that it's uh it is a beta, and they don't have, they're not rolling out everything at once. Now, there's rumors, and I don't know if these have been confirmed or not. I'll ask the chat room since they seem to know more about this than I do. Um, that this may end up being free to play up to the end of Act One, which I think is still 13. So, do you, do you think that's the case? Um, I know there's been some debate about, you know, using actual money and this whole economies deal with Diablo 3 and, and such, but um, do you do you think that it's going to be like a starter version that's free to begin, and then you uh, end up having to pay beyond that, or have you heard anything about that? Um, I haven't heard anything about that, and honestly, I think that if they do try to pull that off, there's probably going to be hell to pay. Okay. Um, just just due to the fact that people are people are getting tired of the whole monthly pay as you go crap. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're just wanting to buy a game that they can play and and go. I'm sure they'll probably be downloadable content and updates and patches and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, that probably wouldn't be a good idea for them to try to pull that. 
See, this was not a game I thought that I would purchase initially. I just figured, like, oh, you know, maybe Tanzian will buy it, and then I'll just make a character and play it when he's not playing or something. But the fact that you can have your friends and do a co-op is really tempting to me. Yeah. I really love the Mass Effect multiplayer, and I've been talking to my friends and kind of asking, like, would you play this? If I if I got this game, would you do a co-op? And I realize it's an entirely different genre, and, you know, some people that are into the more medieval kind of fantasy uh, games are probably not as into uh, the Mass Effect, you know, third-person shooter games. But I think it would be fun if you had, like, a regular group and each of you had your own class and you could just continue through this. But I don't know if it would have longevity, and that's my fear. Like, you, yeah. get, you get to the end, whatever the cap is for this, and, you know, what are you going to do? Just keep starting over with new characters? Or what exactly how important is the co-op going to be to the final game? Yeah. Um, I think it's... Uh like I said, just from, from what I saw of it, um, there's going to be, there's going to be like challenges and quests and, uh, because it's all quest based. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to get to the bosses and stuff like that, that I think you're probably going to have to be grouped up with to, 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 to take out. Um, so, um, I don't know. Well, I, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the game to come out and see what see what is different over the beta that they had playing. Right. Um, it's only a couple weeks, so um, we'll we'll find out shortly. Um, that being said, I'm actually going through withdrawal, not playing it. <laughs> um, I I really wanted to come home and play it, and yeah, I kind of I would agree with that. But see, I'm a big fan of Torchlight, which I realize is like a Diablo knockoff. For yeah. sure. But Torchlight 2 is coming out shortly after the Diablo 3 launch. So I, I think this may end up being a conundrum for certain people. You know, yeah. Do you, I mean, why would you buy Torchlight 2 if you have Diablo 3? And they're not that different, I would think. So it's kind of like, oh, which one do you choose? I don't yeah. Know. I think you're going to have a lot more uh, people pick up Diablo 3 just due to the fact that it's, it's, it's such a... Uh, Oh, what a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's it's already uh, anchored itself, and I mean, hell, it's been out since the mid '90s. I mm-hmm. mean, when when it when the first one came out, and people played the bejesus out of it. And people still play Diablo two like crazy, and Diablo one. So, I mean, you're going to have these people that have played these games for so long that are if they've got Torchlight, if they don't have Torchlight, they're going to buy it just due to the fact that they played the other ones for so long that they're going to get it and see where see where the storyline leads. So, Yeah, it, that's uh, true. I mean, you do kind of get attached. Yeah. Like, Torchlight never ends, and that's the thing. You can just play it on and on and on. You know? Yeah. And then just yeah. pick it up when you're bored, which is nice. Yep. So, okay, chat room is saying... That it's going to be $50 to get the game initially, Diablo 3, but it's free to play. After that is in no monthly fee. Then you have yeah. to pay for certain items. So does that mean like it's pay to play where you have certain items that you can only get if you, you know, I don't know, decide to, to purchase them or I don't that's, know what that means. If, yeah, if that's what they're saying, I mean, that's, that's kind of crazy. It's, it's actually 50 bucks for the, uh, 50 bucks for the base version and a hundred bucks for the collector's edition, which is what I've ordered. Oh, okay. Um, so then trying to get that thing was a pain in the ass. Um, I sit and watched Amazon forever. Cause I buy all my games through Amazon. 
Yeah. Uh, right See? now, I pay, I've got, I paid. I actually, I didn't even pay for it. My buddy has been a, a Prime subscriber for so long. He actually got two invites, and he gave me one of the invites. I don't pay any tax, and I get it the day it releases. Sure, I don't get it at midnight. But you know you had that bad experience. I thought you would have been like, I'm torching my Amazon membership and I will never come back. That was that was EA. Or uh was it EA? No, it was Amazon. Well you think it was No 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 no. It wasn't Amazon. It wasn't Amazon that did it. EA, it was the collector's edition of Star Wars. Mm Mm-hmm. They actually had the pre orders. And EA, I think it's EA that makes Star Wars. Hell, I can't remember. Um they actually cut they actually cut the amount of collector's editions being released by half. So because of that, Amazon didn't have any stock. Okay. And so what happened was their pre-orders had sold through. And because I had gotten in late on it, I actually lost the pre-order for the collector's edition. So that, that wasn't an Amazon issue. That was a, that was now granted Amazon should have texted me or called me and said, Hey, right. You're, your order was canceled because of the the shipment issues or whatever, but they ended up uh, they ended up getting more in stock, and I ended up picking one up from Amazon. Just it was like I don't know four or five days later. So see, I like Prime because sometimes you get books free through them. Like there are certain perks to have. Yeah, yeah, they do, and the, uh, they actually have uh, they actually have uh, streaming videos on there, like Netflix and stuff too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, having been in the hospital last week, I missed the Guild Wars 2 <laughs> stress test, which is upsetting because I really wanted to check that out. It wasn't something I planned on purchasing ever, but a lot of my friends are kind of saying, hey, you know, you like this genre of games. You really should check this out. And uh, apparently d- chatting with you, it's not really your thing either, so we're not going to cover it extensively. But um, yeah, I... A couple of my buddies played the original. Um, I never even. I mean that. And that was what was weird. I mean, you buy the game and then it's free to play. Mm-hmm. So even I don't know why I didn't do it. I just never did. Probably just due the fact that I had so much other stuff. I'm just like I don't need another one. And <laughs> so I, <clears throat> so I didn't get it. Um, but a couple of my buddies are like, yeah, they they can't wait for it to come out. So. Must be something good about it to be attracting everybody. Yes. Well, I've been a little more discriminating with my game purchases lately, especially since uh, I ended up getting a Star Wars The Old Republic Collector's Edition, played for, what, like two months, and then never yeah. played it again. And I feel yeah. like that was hmm, maybe a, an unwise use of my money. So yeah. I'm waiting a little bit more. And plus <laughs> you, you have like 15 games you haven't played yet. Yeah, I've got games that are still that I bought on Black Friday that are still sealed. I know. I'm going to let you like, play them all, and then I'll ask you, is that good? Yeah. Did I get that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got crazy. And then it's like Steam. I mean, I went crazy with the cheese whiz on that, too. <laughs> uh, around Christmas when they had the big deals going and everything else. I'm like, did gotta you just have make it, gotta a back reference? Yeah, I, I did. Um, and uh, I bought up a whole bunch of games, and some of them I haven't even installed. I haven't even looked at them, you know. But it was, hey, it was two bucks. Right. When is it going to be two bucks again? Just yeah, well, that's the thing too. It's like two bucks, two bucks, two bucks. It's like, wow, I just spent two hundred ninety dollars on games. Mm-hmm. It's like, but you got, it, it, but it was two bucks a piece. <laughs> I know. So yeah. All right. Well, this has been short but sweet. Is there anything else you want to talk about? We kind of 
covered some of this, but I'm, I'm out of the loop, man. I've been gone for like a week, so I don't know any of the news. Yeah, it's glad to have you back, too. Yeah, I'm glad thanks. to have you back. Um, yeah, we, uh, just other than Diablo 3 playing that and, and C2E2, I mean, hell, last week I was up in Chicago three days. That's true. So it, you're probably was, out of the loop as well. I was I was up in Chicago. I was up in Chicago Friday and back. Up in Chicago Saturday and back. Well, yeah, and Saturday we went up there and I showed Ashley around. And she'd never been to anything like this. She'd been to Chicago mm-hmm. once for a church thing. So that she wasn't around any of the big <laughs> groups of people or anything. And so we got in there and she was kind of a little, a little nervous. She was kind of freaked out. She's yeah. like, there's a lot of people here. I'm like, well, we'll just take it slow, you know, and just go through. And she looked at the... They had this huge, uh, huge area set up with all the, uh, Captain America props from the mm. movie. They were having a huge, uh, auction, ch- uh, celebrity, uh, charity auction. Nice. And they had all the outfits and stuff from the movie and all this stuff and all the, all the cool stuff laying around. So she was looking at that. And then Look we started corrupting slowing. our youth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, started going through, I am a bad influence. Um, and, uh, we started going through the thing and then she really got, really got interested in the artist area, um, where I went back and, uh, was talking to the guys that did, uh, like Tony Moore for the, the walking dead stuff. I talked to him again, talked to, uh, David Peterson. I talked to him quite a bit online. And, uh, so I talked to him for a little bit and, and one thing that pissed me off and how we miss this, I have no idea because me and Dan walked through that entire thing Friday but Shia LaBeouf was there doing his, uh, pushing his comic book okay. back in the artist area. He wasn't there in signing autograph. Oh, he was there signing. He could get his autograph and stuff if you were back in the artist area and stuff. But me and Dan walked through that entire thing, and I didn't see that dude once. Hmm. But he was there Friday. And I'm like, and I messaged Dan. I'm like, did you see him? He's like, no. I'm <laughs> like, how can I this? I'm like, he was, uh, you, you would have thought that everybody and their mother would have been jammed around his booth. And if that would have been the case, right. we would have stopped, but there wasn't, you know, I mean, there was a couple people that had, uh, a lot of people uh, jammed around their booth. Like, uh, Tony Moore had a bunch and uh, David Peterson had a few, had quite a few mm-hmm. and just other people that had a lot of people, but it wasn't nothing like you would have thought that it would, everybody would have just been climbing over each other to see that guy. You would think. So. See, I got all excited because I I saw people tweeting that you can get free sci-fi books or free fantasy books that they were just giving away novels. There was there was a there was a area in there that was I don't know it was some group or club or something that put it on, and uh, it was just this big area that was just free books. You just go up there and just take what you wanted. As and long as you don't fly, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so. Nice. We did that, and she and when I was talking to uh, Mental Apps, um, <laughs> one of the guys that did the Xenoscope stuff, I was getting uh, getting a couple of his prints and and uh, talking to him about a uh, commission. Mm. Um, Ashley was talking to this gal next to us, and and I sit there and I talk to this guy for probably thirty minutes, and I'm like, oh, I should probably go. She's probably getting bored. Well, Ashley was going through this gal's work. And Ashley actually, in the stuff that this gal drew was really nice stuff. Um, not anything that I really go for, but Ashley really dug the heck out of it. And so she ended up getting a print and the lady autographed it to her and stuff. And she was really excited about that. So nice. 
So yeah, she she had a good day. And then we left there and we went to uh, the Sears Tower. I took her up in the Sears Tower and she looked around out there. And I was really bummed out because it was really overcast, so you couldn't see hell. You could barely see the Hancock the Hancock Tower from from the Sears Tower. But so we did that. And then I took her to um, uh, Navy Pier. And she looked around there and saw the shops there. Mm-hmm. You got nice and, pictures. And went to Build a Bear, and then uh, <laughs> can't leave Chicago to, without going to Build a Bear. And, and then I went to Garrett's Popcorn, and uh, we uh, we got that. And then we left and went to. Uh, I took her to Woodfield Mall in Schaumburg, a huge, just absolutely stupid huge mall, and. Uh, I took her there and, and we, we ate before we went into the mall. And I think she was excited about getting to go through the mall because, uh, she, I think she ate too fast and she started feeling sick. So, oh, okay. so she wasn't, she didn't really enjoy that too much. Oh, we did go to Ikea too. Cause she'd never been to Ikea, which is right <laughs> by the mall. So, <laughs> so we a went. lot of firsts at that. I weekend. tell you what, I haven't walked so much in my entire life. My foot <laughs> still hurts. Today, and that was a week and some days ago that we went up there. And I don't know if I did something to my foot or what, but like it's it's been driving me nuts since. (laughs) But it was worth it. I I told her, I told her, I said I'd take her back anytime she wanted to go. I love going. I love, and that's what I told her. I love hanging out with her because she likes doing stuff. It's not like normal kids who'd rather sit at home and play computer games and stuff like that. She actually likes going out and doing stuff. So. Nice. So, yeah. And plus, she wouldn't be able to go do it if she wasn't yeah. hanging out with us. So, I like just being able to take her out and do things. So, very good. Yeah. All right. Okay. We're getting close to closing. Anything else you want to share before we wrap up? Um, not really. Just happy as hell to have you back. <laughs> Thanks. It's nice to talk to you again. Catch yeah. you on the fly. Yeah, exactly. All right, a yep. big thank you to Dave, and you can find him on Twitter at DaveWitt or GeekBits.net. And I know you have a new page called Nerd Punch. Is it just NerdPunch.com? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, let me check. I haven't I, been there that often, but it was a really cool name. Yeah. Yeah, NerdPunch.com. There you go, NerdPunch.com. Yep. If you'd like to leave some feedback or keep up with the news, you can find me on Twitter at Gray Area Podcast, at Facebook slash Gray Area Podcast, or on iTunes. If you have any gray areas in your relationships or just need new perspective, email your questions, advice, or suggestions to genesegray at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week with a new episode.